You're listening to the Nutrition Awareness Podcast, where we firmly believe food should fuel your life, not restrict it. Each week, one of our registered dietitian nutritionists will motivate and educate you with accurate and reliable nutrition information to help you achieve your health goals using food. Whether you struggle with yo-yo dieting, weight loss, portion control, or simply just understanding the right eating patterns to get real, lasting results, you're in the right place. I'm Dietitian Kate, nutrition expert, ex-cardio bunny turned barbell junkie, and your host for today's episode. Are you ready to dive in? Hello, listeners. Hi. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you for asking. I'm actually kind of nervous, mostly jazzed though, because this podcast is kind of scary for me to release. It's not like our normal podcasts where we have some time to prepare and we have an outline and we know what we're going to say. Well, this is a recording of a live, in-person, initial consultation I had with a brand new spanking client, a stranger. (laughs) In fact, the only contact I had with this client prior to recording at our session together here at the Nutrition Awareness office was about a 10-minute phone call where she shared with me why she was seeking out a dietitian, some of her struggles, and we had a little chat about how we could help her break through these struggles that you'll hear about shortly. Her name is Joy. She was a joy to work with, and I think you're going to learn a lot. It's really valuable to listen in on other people's thoughts, beliefs, opinions around food and body image, not because you should mimic her plan or mimic the action steps we put together for her because if you've listened to our podcast before, you know how Megan and I emphasize the importance of personalized nutrition, tailoring your diet to your lifestyle, your goals, your genetics, your experiences, etc. But more so, so you can start to gain more awareness around your own personal beliefs around food and body image and how to start changing some eating habits you might not even know have been holding you back in the past. So this episode is going to be really interesting regardless, and I want to let you know if you are interested in having an initial consultation and signing up for some nutrition coaching with Megan and I, we can do that privately, or if you want it on the podcast so you have a recording to keep forever and ever for yourself, we can do that too. You can set up your initial consultation by visiting our website. It is orlandodietitian.com. And you will go ahead and click that services tab on the top left, scroll down to coaching, and you'll learn about all the things that working with a dietitian can do for you. So www.orlandodietitian.com slash coaching baby. We will see you there. And while you are booking your initial consultation, if you for sure know you want to have your session recorded and repurposed for today's podcast, just like Joy did, you can make a little bit of a note in our questionnaire, letting us know that you are okay with putting it out on the podcast. And that's where you found out about us. But I will shut up now and get on to the session. Enjoy. So we talked a little bit on the phone, Joy, about what you were looking to achieve by coming and seeing a dietitian. Can you kind of tell me in your own words, you know, if you had a magic wand, what you would get out of this session, what your ultimate outcome would look like? Yeah, my ultimate outcome would mainly to be more healthy. Like I, I know, I feel like in my life I have tried everything, mm-hmm. like to an extreme, like sometimes. Um, but it never, like nothing really stuck and nothing really, uh, helped me a lot. Um, so my biggest thing that I would love is just like for, I would love obviously the main, like to be skinnier. That would be fantastic. I think that's everybody's wish, but I, my main thing is just to get healthier. Mm -hmm. I want, I want to have more energy. I want, cause like I'm teaching, uh, being a dancer, I teach six hours pretty much a day and like going back and forth from different studios so I need to keep my energy up and I need like I just sometimes wake up and I'm like I don't have the will to do anything today which I think is normal but at the same time it happens more times than not (laughs) Mm -hmm. okay it happens more often than it doesn't yeah gotcha so but yeah just to be healthier and I I mean I would love to 
lose some weight in my like belly and arm area that's like my my legs are like my powerhouse and so they're just like pure muscle but everything else I'm like you can you can just compact a little bit <laughs> just compact a little well I mean yeah as a dancer you probably have a lot of muscle especially in the legs I can imagine yeah and that's the frustrating part because it's like I've gone to doctors and stuff like that before when I was younger and I didn't know any better and they would have me step on a scale and they're like, oh, you're 5'2", and you're, at the time, maybe 180 pounds, you're obese. Mm. And I'm like, well, I'm way more than that now, yay. And it's like, well, I know I'm not obese because if I was obese, I could like I couldn't do what I am doing. Right. And I wouldn't feel the way I'm feeling. So it's like, I know I carry a lot of muscle, so I know that's probably like some of what I'm seeing on the scale. But at the same time, I also know that I need to change my eating and change my habits. So Certainly. <laughs> so I, I kind of want to summarize what I heard just to make sure that I meet your expectations and you get everything you want from the session so we can get you closer to this, you know, of what you want to be. And I want to first say you're exactly right on the money. When you go into the doctor and they weigh you, they look at this BMI chart, so yes. body mass index chart. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it too because it doesn't show you what you're made of. Exactly. And you're like, I can see there's muscle in my legs. I'm a dancer. Yeah. I'm obviously not obese. <laughs> but your doctor just reads that. And, of course, there's always exceptions. There's always those doctors that talk you through it and say, hey, don't freak out over this number. It's yeah. just an arbitrary measurement based on... <laughs> oh, well, I won't even get into that because I'll get off fire. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you see that being my turn. And, and it does. It makes you feel frustrated because you're like, I know this isn't me. And I read that and it, it stinks. So yeah. I, I just want to, you know, let you know that... Don't Thank pay you. attention to BMI. <laughs> Thank you. And, and because you're active and you are a dancer and you do have muscle, weight is the same thing. How yeah. do you feel about the scale number? Is it something that is really important to you, you know, your actual weight, or is it something that you kind of, eh? Um, I don't necessarily care about the number on the scale. Okay. I just want to see in my body, like, mm -hmm. the changes. Because I've, I've always had an upper weight level, like, on the scale. Mm -hmm. Um. But, like, it's funny because at my, like, skinniest, like, I, I've had a lot of, like, bad diet, like, bad diet in the past, and I went through a lot of, like, bulimia and stuff like that, and unhealthy things to mm -hmm. where I got exactly where I wanted to be, and I was like, yay, you know, I'm finally <laughs> there, but it's like, I'm sick every day, I don't want to do anything, and it's like, what's, what's the payoff, mm -hmm. you know, so... Um, so with that, like, I've, what was the question? I, told, I went <laughs> off and then, it, the and then scale. it went away. The feelings <laughs> about the scale. <laughs> There's my brain. Um, but yeah, I, I used to struggle with that a lot, but right now, like where I am, I could honestly care less mm -hmm. because I feel like it's just a number mm -hmm. and I feel like as long as I'm seeing results that I want to see in my body and I'm mm -hmm. feeling the changes, I think that's more important. Good. That's what I want to hear, you know, not putting so much weight on the scale that it dictates your actions for the day. You know, whether the scale says something that you're happy with and you go, oh, good, like, great. Yeah. Or whether it makes you feel a little bit, eh, it shouldn't determine what you do throughout the day or how you feel about yourself. As long as, as what it sounds like is you want to feel more energized, you want to feel healthy, and still see your body composition change regardless of that number. Yeah. Cool. Sounds great. One thing you said to me in the beginning that I want to talk about was that you've tried everything you feel like. So mm -hmm. what kind of things in the past maybe three to four years have you tried, if anything, to, to lose weight? Yeah, um, I have tried, I'm going to like, I look up a lot because I'm like using my brain. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's a good thing. I, I've, I've heard that when you look up, it means you're actually thinking through things. Yeah. <laughs> so I like... I feel like I'm so, so weirdo because I'm, like, uh, looking for the answers. <laughs> I just um, thought you liked my forehead. Uh, it's beautiful. <laughs> um, so I have tried, like, I've tried an all-meat and veggie diet. Um, I have tried, let me think, um, like, eating small portions throughout the day and, like, just eating small snacks. Um, and I have tried... Um, like not eating in the morning, kind of like doing that fasting thing and then eating in the afternoon. That I have noticed, that one makes me feel the most energetic if I have like possibly a cup of coffee in the morning and I don't eat until like 1.30, like and I eat just like 
a nice protein lunch that tends to make me feel better because like I don't know why but breakfast doesn't make me feel great mm-hmm. um, but it doesn't change anything with my body unfortunately um, I have I have tried every like little like snack and like diet like not necessarily diet but like protein based uh, like uh, health bars and eating fruits and veggies and just like anything that I can think of like with that um that's probably not everything that I could have tried but that's that's what I (laughs) that's what I've tried (laughs) yeah so that's basically the gist of it so it sounds like you've dabbled in some certain fad diets the all meat and veggie diet how'd you feel on that not great not great no my my favorite thing to eat is carbs (laughs) (laughs) well you you eat carbs you're an athlete right yeah you're you're burning energy carbs are our body's favorite source of energy and if you are teaching and dancing for six hours most days yeah, yeah you you need that so no more no carb no. diets for you I want to say that right <laughs> off the bat what about you said the small portions and snacks what did that look like what how did you structure your diet with that um I would have like so in the morning so I I take um like I guess you could call it a supplement but it's called juice plus mm-hmm. and it's that has worked wonders for my body and for my energy level and made me feel great and I used to get sick like every sorry I used to get sick like every single day and now I don't Mm. because of that. So it's great. Um, But I used to make um, smoothies in the morning. So like almond milk and bananas and strawberries. And then they have like a protein powder. So I would put that in it. Um, I'd have that for the morning and then it would hit like maybe 11 o'clock and I'd have like some nuts, like a handful of nuts, like peanuts and almonds and stuff like that. Um, And then... In the afternoon, which I still have, there are these like protein, like frozen lunches because typically, like, I will wake up and I have to get going super, super fast. I'm so sorry. It's okay. It's Jesse. <laughs> Your man. My man. <laughs> um, so, but I would wake up and I have to choreograph and I have to get ready super fast. So, like, my whole day is very fast active. Mm-hmm. Even at nighttime, I'm teaching until like nine o'clock at night. So, everything's like, what's the fastest thing that I can get into my stomach? So um, I would have like a handful of nuts and then I would have the like, I think it's called a Marie calendar, like frozen, like uh, chicken Alfredo and it has like a whole bunch of veggies and stuff, but it's really high in protein. It has like 30 grams of protein or something. And, um, and so I would have that. And then that typically fills me up for a while. And I would have, then I would hit like maybe three o'clock and I would have some fruits, maybe some like carrots and hummus and maybe like some rolled up turkey meat or something to give me a little extra protein before I go teach. And then I wouldn't eat until, you know, probably 10 o'clock at night because I don't get home until then. Um, And then dinner is like, it's like whatever is the fastest. So that could be some nights are like, let's have like a healthy taco salad or some nights are let's have a disgusting greasy pizza because that sounds fantastic. Sure, sure. So but that's that's like my breakdown of typically what I've been doing. Okay. And how long have you been eating that way for? Um, Maybe about six months. Six months. Okay. So a few things were really interesting that you just said that I, I want to definitely come back to one that you feel like everything is fast acting mm-hmm. you get up and you go and you're going and going and going until 10 p.m mm-hmm. and it sounds like eating's just kind of thrown in there whenever you can mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> do you feel like you are high wired you mean you know going from task to task feeling like you're constantly under stress yes yes stress is a great word for me <laughs> That is the word that is above my head. <laughs> you are not alone, sister. That is part of being American, right? It seems that way. Especially because you are, you know, a business owner and a dancer. In what ways do you feel like you manage your stress? Like, how do I manage my stress? Um, by, well, one of the main ones, like, that it used to be, I'm trying to crack down on it now, but eating. Mm-hmm. Eating was a great one when I was younger and growing up that was like my de-stressor I would have ice cream and chocolate and anything I could like get my hands on because I'm like I need to distress you know like I deserve this so um but now things that I do are like I um I play video games with my husband I will like 
Jesse will take me out on a dinner to like help my mind like de-stress and stuff um I will I have a hammock in my backyard and I'll just like go sit out there and try and like clear my brain because there's there's so many like moves and so many things happening in my brain I feel like all the time that it's like it's very hard for my brain to calm down Mm -hmm. until either I make it calm down or it reaches a peak to where I have to calm down Mm. so (laughs) until you reach a peak where it has to calm down Mm -hmm. what's that like I will be like I (laughs) I'm coming up right now on um starting all my choreography for next year and everything and so that is (laughs) that's very stressful because I have like seven routines like and that doesn't sound like a lot to me I, I feel like it doesn't sound a lot um but that's like I have to find at least five songs for every routine and I have to mix them together and then I have to choreograph and think of formations and it's like that's just for one routine so I have to do that seven times and I have about a month to figure that out and so like when I reach like my brain reaches like peak maximum I can't hold anything in my brain anymore I like I will just sleep all day I will like I can't get up. I like Jesse will be like, "Hey, can you feed the cats?" And I'm like, "No, don't ask me to do that." Like, how dare you? <laughs> Too stressful. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's kind of my my max, and then I decline. <laughs> yeah, it almost sounds like a roller coaster. It's like build it up, does. build up, build up, and then pff, you just crack. I mean, I'm stressed thinking about it. Yeah. hearing you. <laughs> so yeah, and do you feel like when it comes to food and nutrition is let me rephrase this. Is what you're eating kind of an afterthought? Like, oh, I haven't eaten in hours. Or do you find yourself waiting for the next meal being like, oh, when can I fit my my snack in? When can I get a, a chance to eat? That's a good question. Honestly, both. Both. Yeah, because sometimes like in the mornings, sometimes I will be working and I'll completely forget about it. And then I'll be like, oh, it's 1.30 in the afternoon. I should probably eat something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but then it's like once I have that first meal, like whenever that is, it could be in the morning or afternoon. After that, I'm like, what can I eat? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just extremely hungry and I'm just like, I need something. And typically, like, it, I my taste buds always go towards sweet things. So, like, I try to not do them, but I will. I even if it's, like, a handful of strawberries or something, it's, like, I need something sweet, it mm-hmm. feels like. Mm-hmm. That doesn't surprise me. A lot of things are making a lot of sense. And here's how I want to summarize what I've heard so far and kind of give you an idea of where my mind is going, and I want you to bounce back and see if it makes sense. And if you don't feel like it's exactly what is going on in your situation, let me know because it might not be the right answer. But the first thing I heard off right off, right off the bat is that you are under-fueling based on what you're telling me you're eating now. You're having this juice plus thing in the morning if you're not fasting, and sometimes when you fast you feel like you have better energy, but what I'm assuming, which might be incorrect, is that when you are fasting, even when you don't eat until 1.30 p.m., you're still having these cravings for sugar and sweet and, and thinking about food. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty common a lot of times, especially in women, as we skip breakfast and then just keep going and going, and we don't have a lot of fuel. Our body starts to crave fuel, yeah. and the fastest form of fuel and the quickest way to get energy is with carbohydrates, and typically those are going to be sweet things. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and not to demonize carbohydrates, but those quick digesting forms are going to come from refined sugars. Yeah. Talking bread. Sometimes people really crave, you know, croissants or pastries and other people Mm -hmm. want chips, but at the end of the day, there's still refined carbs. Yeah. So that's the first sign to me that you are under fueling. The second thing that I hear is you're stressed. (laughs) You know that. (laughs) You're a stressed out individual and food's just kind of like, okay, what can I eat? Can I just get it in now? Uh, When's the next thing I'm going to eat? Okay, what do I want? What sounds good? But I would bet that your meal times aren't a very relaxing time for you. No. No. Describe (laughs) to me when you are eating something like the Marie calendars or your your small snack of nuts. Is that in between classes, choreography? Um, When I have that like frozen lunch, that that tends to be a relaxing time for me because that's like... That'll be right in between, like, my... I give myself, like, two hours to, like, rest and then, like, eat something and then get ready to teach. 
Um, so that'll be like right in between like my morning routines and stuff like that. And then before I teach at night. So that's like, I'll sit down and I'll like watch a show or something and just like kind of relax. Mm. Sometimes it's hard to like get out of that relaxation because I'm like, I just, I just want to stay here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But that's, that's a very relaxing time. Um, when I have my snacks and stuff like that, that's typically like, I'm either in the car driving to studio mm. or I have 10 minutes in between a class and I need to like pop a peanut butter cracker in my mouth to like give me something. So that's, those are a little bit more stressful. How about breakfast when you have breakfast? What's the eating environment like? Mm, that's pretty, it's pretty chill. Pretty chill? Okay. Good. Yeah. So your days start off better in terms of stress. Yeah. Gotcha. So you're able to, if you are having breakfast, chill out, eat something, lunch is the same way, mm-hmm. but then in between those meal times, you're moving, you're grooving, you're eating in the car, you're eating whatever you can, and then you get home and it's just hungry, eat, sugar cravings, I'm guessing, in <laughs> yeah. the evening is when they, they pop up. Yeah, and it's like at 10 o'clock at night, so sure. that's like the greatest time to eat. Them. Sure, sure. <laughs> what would you say would be your go-to dinners? You know, you said sometimes it's, you know, a healthy Mexican salad or other times it's greasy pizza. How often do you feel like you're making more helpful, mindful choices at dinner? Um, I always try and like have a mindful choice in every dinner. So like, even if we have a greasy pizza, I try and like have a like nice fresh salad with Mm -hmm. it, like trying to get some kind of veggie or fruit in me at like all times. Um, but Probably we have something like fast and easy, like mm-hmm. a frozen pizza or I'll make, um, like if I have, we made spaghetti last night, which was, you know, I just made it from scratch really fast, but like I made sure and did like whole wheat noodles instead of white noodles. And like, so I'm trying to make like little mm-hmm. changes like that to try and be healthier. Cause I know that white flour and carbs and sugar aren't great for my body. So, sure. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it would probably be like probably four nights out of the week, which is like when I'm heavily teaching those like that, like Monday through Friday are like probably when we have like frozen pizza a lot and stuff like that. <laughs> On the weekends, I'll like cook and like it'll be super nice and, you know, healthified. Healthified. I love it. <laughs> but yeah. How do you feel like your portion control is at dinner? Um, It depends. I feel like it's pretty good because I I truly try and not eat like when I'm full. So like once I start feeling full, I'll eat a little bit past that because sometimes like I have found that if I eat um, until like I just feel that fullness, if I stop right there, I'll be extremely hungry still the rest of the night. Um, But if I eat a little bit past that, then I'm I'm pretty good. But uh, I try and keep it like I try and keep veggies like the biggest on the plate if possible. Sometimes that doesn't work out, and I just I just eat a lot. <laughs> but, but most of the time, <laughs> most of the time, I do try and keep more veggies on the plate than there are like carbs, like for the spaghetti and sauce and stuff like that. But I mean, I I feel. I feel like I don't eat a lot during the day, so I feel like I compensate by eating a lot at night. Yeah. I'm so glad you said that, because that's what I was thinking, too. Yeah. You are an athlete, and you're training, and you're moving your body. You're not Joe Schmo sitting at a desk. Yeah. (laughs) Joe Schmo sitting at the desk, he needs to be a bit more mindful about what he's eating during the day, because he's not using it. He might go up and go to the water cooler, or maybe he'll take a lap around the office and say (laughs) hi, hey, Becky, hey, Betty, you know, all all his secretary gals. But you're moving, you're grooving, and when your body is not getting the proper fuel it needs, it's going to feel stressed out, right? So Mm -hmm. your body's under a lot of stress just from your lifestyle, but you're not giving it the proper nourishment it needs to handle the stress, which, surprise, that adds more stress. So when you tell me you wake up in the morning and you don't have a lot of energy, you're underfueled, you come home, it's harder to make healthful decisions because you're making up for the underfueling later in the day, and you're having cravings for sweet things, which is a huge sign that you're underfueling. When people give themselves enough of healthful, complex energy, carbohydrates, throughout the day, they are less likely to have 
those cravings in the evening. Now, you know, menstrual cycles and things like that, that might change, but that's only a few days per month. Yeah. How do you feel about carbohydrates? What's your relationship with carbs? (laughs) You're like, you're (laughs) talking and like everything that you said, my brain was like, no, 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 no. (laughs) Because like, it's uh, like, of course, I am not a dietitian. I know absolutely like nothing with that stuff. But everything that like I've read is like, oh, you need to have a low carb diet and you need to like, uh, like, let me, you know, look at my watch and it'll tell me how many calories I've burned. It's like, oh, don't eat past this certain amount of calories. And it's like, okay, I'm doing everything right. I should be losing weight. And it's like, nope. Nope. (laughs) Right? So I love carbs, but I really try and limit them because I feel like I'm going to gain more weight. Mm -hmm. And so I, uh, Jesse, like just the other day, he was, he said to me and he was like, do you think you might be not eating enough? And I'm like, I don't feel like that's a thing. I don't feel like I could like not eat enough and like not lose weight and stuff like that. That just, it, it doesn't make sense to me. But I love carbs. That's That was your question. <laughs> <laughs> I love carbs too. And the good news is you're somebody whose body loves carbohydrates. And there's two things that tell me that. One, you have a natural affinity for them. Some people gravitate towards more fatty foods and their body is just more prone to doing a high fat diet. They just feel good on that. Mm -hmm. You want carbs, you're craving them and you love them. That's just you being aware of your body and what it wants and what kind of fuel it's naturally demanding. The second thing that tells me that you're going to do better on a more balanced, higher carbohydrate diet, which is relative to what you're eating now, so when I say high carb, I mean relative to you and what you're doing now, is because you are moving and grooving and you are burning fuel. So always think of carbohydrates as your body's fuel. Okay. And I want you as an athlete to think of yourself as, I don't know, what's your favorite car, designer car, luxury car? Ooh, a Hummer. You're a Hummer. Okay. <laughs> I'm like this tiny person when I want this tiny ass car. Not what I thought you were going to say. Most people are like, I'm a Ferrari. I know. I'm a Lamborghini. You're like, I'm a Hummer. I'm a Hummer. <laughs> she a Hummer. Okay. But uh, it's a nice car. It's an right? Okay. You know, some people, Mercedes Benz, you're a Hummer. Mm-hmm. Would you put crappy fuel in a Hummer? No. No, you wouldn't. So when we think about crappy fuel, what would be a food example to you that is a crappy source of fuel? Mm, pizza. Pizza. Okay. <laughs> Low quality Tostino's pizza from yeah. the freezer, full of weird stuff. After you eat it, do you feel like running? Do you feel like no. going to... Do, do Hummers go to war? They're like tanks. <laughs> they are like tanks. Yeah. So you probably don't feel like going into battle. You probably feel like no. parking it in the garage and chilling. <laughs> exactly, yeah. right? Now tell me a good source of fuel. What is a food that makes you feel like running? Mm, that's a very good question. Mm, I don't know if I can answer that. Yeah. I don't know. Let me rephrase it. What, with, you know, what is a healthy source of carbohydrate? Or what is something you think might be healthy in terms of carbohydrate? My mind goes totally blank honestly yeah because like I have trained myself that carbs are bad Mm -hmm. so like I haven't even thought of that I I don't know that's okay that's why I'm glad you're here (laughs) carbohydrates get a bad rap but every macronutrient has been through the ringer so there are three macronutrients and that's carbohydrate fat and protein and the reason why they're called macronutrients is because they give us energy in some form or another carbohydrates are the best source of energy for most bodies, meaning, well, for all bodies, but your natural affinity goes towards carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. So for your body, carbohydrates are the best source of fuel. The reason being, your body can take that carbohydrate and immediately use it to burn energy, as energy. So an example would be you eat an apple. An apple is a carbohydrate, all fruits carbohydrate. It's full of nutrients, it's full of fiber, and it's a quick converting energy source. So you eat an apple, and you've got quick energy to burn, to dance, to go about your day. Fats are also a source of energy, but they're not converted very quickly. So if you eat something really high in fat, like your snack with the nuts, then your body is going to use that energy, but very slowly. Mm -hmm. So that's why fats keep you full for longer. So you eat a meal that's got fat, you feel pretty good, you can go a few hours without eating, and you don't get hungry again, 
but it's not great fuel for your body to burn right away. Okay. Protein, not a very good source of energy. It does a little bit, but what protein does is it keeps you full, it helps repair your muscles, recover them, it helps transport molecules throughout your body, it does a lot of functional jobs, and it's only used for energy when we don't have carbs and we don't have enough fat. So when I look at your diet, just based on what you told me, it's very low carbohydrate, you're scared mm -hmm. of them, but at nighttime, you're eating tons of carbohydrates anyway, right? <laughs> yep. And that is, you know, it's, it's just, just not fueling properly. You're dumping all this lower quality fuel on your body at nighttime because you're tired, you want something quick, your body's like, feed me joy. <laughs> Dang it, you haven't given me any energy all day. I need pizza, I need greasy, I, I need yeah. something. And so you give your body what it needs and then it's got all of this energy to process at once. You just dump it all on your body at once at night. And then you're not using fuel. Your Hummer's parked in the garage because you're going to bed. And you wake up and you feel like, oh my God, I just, your body is just overwhelmed because all night long, instead of resting and recovering and giving you the energy you need for a fresh new morning, it was breaking down all of these lower quality nutrients and trying to do something with them. And then you wake up and you're like, why do I just feel like I didn't get a restful sleep and I had to go through this whole day? And well, your body was working really hard all night to take care of what it had to process right before bed. That makes sense. And also, like, um, it's funny that you said that because when I eat carbs at night, I am most awake at night. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so that, like, that made such, like, a correlation in my brain because I sometimes don't go to bed until, like, 2 a.m. because I just have so much energy. But, like, it's not like I could go run a mile, but mm -hmm. I'm just very awake and I'm very alert and I'm, like, my brain is going. Yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah, that's that's funny. That makes sense. Imagine if you could have that feeling in the morning and throughout the day. Yeah, that'd, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> the good news is we're going to get you there, right? Yes. <laughs> so this is this is the big, like, mind fuck. Okay, excuse my French yes. that I get to, get to get to throw you through because you said at the beginning, I was like, okay, you need to start fueling your body in the morning with carbohydrate, right? <laughs> and you're like, what? No. Carbs, bad. Joy, no likey. <laughs> And I like you, just mind yeah, right? Well, because we're conditioned. We're yeah. conditioned. And I, you told me in the beginning that in it sounds like maybe in your adolescence you were dealing with bulimia. Mm -hmm. Right. So tell me a little bit when you were a kid, was in your environment, were your parents, were your friends, were they talking about diets? <clears throat> um, not, well, okay, my mom always talks about a diet. She's She's always talking about her stomach in some sense of the word, whether it's positive or negative. So, because uh, she's always like, I always carry my weight right here. And mm -hmm. so I'm like, yeah, same. <laughs> right. Um, but the thing that really got me is when uh, when I started, that's when I started dancing. Mm -hmm. And all the girls were pencil thin. Mm -hmm. And I would get incredibly made fun of, like, every day. Like, it was really bad. Like I And I was like, well... I'm trying a lot of different things, and, like, back then, I, like, barely ate anything as it was, but it, it was just, I wasn't where I wanted to look, and I was tired of being made fun of, so I'm like, I'm just going to take it into my own hands, literally. <laughs> so, uh, so I did that for a while. So I, I probably did that from, I think I started maybe, like, when I was 16. That's when it got really bad, because I, that's when I was, like, my heaviest, mm -hmm. when I was, like, 16. And then, um, and then from like 16 to 18, those like two years, it wasn't like every meal I would throw up, but it was, it was a good, maybe once a day. Mm -hmm. And so doing that, uh, I, like I said, I felt sick every day. And so at 18, that's when like I met Jesse and like, I started kind of realizing what like a healthy, like person looked like. And I was <laughs> like, okay, let's not, maybe not do this anymore. <laughs> so but yeah, that, that's kind of what happened. <laughs> what I'm hearing is you've been at war with your body from a, for a long time. Whole life. Yeah, yeah. whole life. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not alone. I think that happened. It happens with a lot of adolescent women. It's happened with me. And especially since you're in an environment where not only were you going to school, which were you at school? I was homeschooled. You were homeschooled. So okay. my only like outlet was dancing. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> so at homeschool, you had your mom talking about diets. Then you go to dancing, which is supposed to be your outlet, 
place where you're supposed to shine and be your best self and show off your talent of being a dancer, but in the back of your head was always this little, oh, like they're all pencil thin, they're making fun of you, so it's not a really safe environment, and that comes inward. Yeah. And now it's you're in this new phase of your life where like, I want to be healthy. I want to stop being at war with my body, mm-hmm. stop going on these diets, have more energy. And now it's kind of time to put those guns down, right? And, yeah. and start to make some big, seemingly scary changes, which maybe somebody like your husband who hasn't dealt with fear of carbohydrates before. In fact, I think I've talked to him before and he actually just doesn't eat when he's stressed out. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and, and talking um, about that is maybe somebody who doesn't really understand, doesn't realize how scary it can be to start eating more during the day when you've always been at war with your body and trying to outsmart it. Mm-hmm. But the way you're feeling now, your body's outsmarting you. Yeah. And it's fighting back and saying, stop depriving me of what I need. Stop refusing me energy. Stop waiting all day to enjoy some food and dumping it all on me at once. Stop just throwing random snacks that you think are healthy because diet culture says so in your 10 minute breaks when you're driving and actually take a couple minutes to think about how you can fuel me better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that sounds, in my brain, it sounds great. It terrifies me because it's, like, everything Mm -hmm. that I have denied myself. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, it sounds great, but scary at the same time. (laughs) That's a good thing. I want you to say that. (laughs) I feel very strongly, and, you know, because you're a business owner and you took a chance and you're a dancer, like, that's a competitive position. How many great things in your life have happened on the other side of something that you're scared of. Always. Always. <laughs> Always. Taking a chance in business, on your dreams, in your relationships. It's scary things that you lean into and you come out and you're like, heck yeah. Even if it doesn't turn out exactly like you envisioned, mm-hmm. it's always better. Yeah. On the other side of fear. I agree. So that's kind of how, it, it's funny talking about it with food, right? Because it's <laughs> yeah. like, you talk, oh, my dream of being a dancer. Food. Yeah. <laughs> but it's real. It's a real thing. Yeah. It just, that like my, <laughs> it's so funny because you put like a seed in my brain and it's like, I feel like everything is like around it. Like it's just looking at it, but it's not, it won't attack it yet. Cause mm. it's like, it doesn't make sense to me that like for me to eat more carbs that I would lose, mm-hmm. that I would possibly lose weight like that. <laughs> That's just very weird. <laughs> Let me paint the picture. We'll, we'll paint the picture of how it will look as your in your diet overall. Mm-hmm. Because I think a lot of us, we get so micro-focused on the day-to-day meal mm-hmm. that we look at each meal instead of looking at our diet as a whole from maybe the week perspective or even the day perspective. Mm-hmm. So here's what I envision based on what you told me now is what your diet looks like. It's deprivation, deprivation, not eating enough, scattered little snacks that are void of fuel and then boom lots of food at night Mm -hmm. so if you look at the day overall you're eating enough fuel it's just not strategically spread out and it's putting your body under more stress on top of the stress it's already going through physical and mentally okay Mm -hmm. now if we can front load that nutrition that you're dumping on your body at night spacing it out evenly then you're going to eat less overall throughout the day So when we go back to those fundamental ideas of eat less, do more to lose weight, Mm. those aren't always wrong per se, but we're just doing it in a way that we're trying to outsmart our body by eating less during the daytime when we actually need that fuel and then overeating to compensate at night because our body's desperate for fuel. It's saying, I didn't get food all day. Oh, now I finally have a chance to unwind and relax and I'm in an environment where there's tons of energy. I need to take advantage of it right now and eat it right now because who knows the next time Joy's going to give me any food. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go, I'm going to go hungry all day tomorrow. I'm going to eat my Marie Calendar high protein frozen meal and (laughs) and nuts and get my juice powder. But but I'm not going to get real food again until tomorrow. So I'm going to eat. Stress. Yeah. You're stressing your body out. It's true. And stress is one of those huge, huge, huge things that so many of us deal with, but that is such a big impact on not only our weight, but our overall health. 
you look at other countries and you look at other cultures who have way lower levels of stress than us and they're eating more they're eating lots of carbs Mm -hmm. they're drinking they're chilling they're just walking around and they have like very low rates of heart disease and obesity right and then you come to america we are go 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 high stress boom boom just throw you know eat a chunk of protein shake eat when we can go out to eat and just pig out and we are not doing so well, to put it lightly. We have room for improvement. That's how I say it nicely. Yeah. Yes, Americans, we have room for improvement. So we know that if we can let our bodies know that, hey, you're taken care of. Mm. I'm going to feed you healthy fuel, knowing that come 10 p.m. or the next time you get to have your last meal, you can go into that meal with ease and make healthier choices because your body isn't screaming at you for sugar. So let's paint this picture and bring it down to earth for you. That way you have some tangible starting steps. That'd be great. Carbs are so scary, right? No, they're not, not anymore. So let's talk about the not so scary carbohydrates and how to start working them into your body. So tell me, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna stand up and get a, a, a cheat sheet I have of the healthiest carbohydrates. But tell me a little bit about what foods you know have carbohydrates in general, whether they're healthy carbohydrates or not so healthy carbohydrates? Um, bread. Bread. Pasta. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I know fruit has carbs. Um, I, I could literally think of all the carbs if you didn't just ask me just now, but those are, <laughs> those are the ones that come to my I head. put you in the spot, I'm like, what's a carb? It's like you're on Jeopardy. <laughs> I know. Um, Alex, I'll take carbs for 500. (laughs) (laughs) What's a carb? That's okay. That's why you're here, right? So I've got this little cheat sheet in front of you, and these are the best sources of carbohydrates. So going back to our car analogy, this is premium Hummer fuel. This is stuff that's going to tell your body you're taken care of. It's going to help your energy, and it's not going to make you gain weight. Because when you eat a meal that has a good balance of not only just protein, which you're doing a great job of, you're getting a great amount of protein, and you're getting healthful fats in your diet. So you have those two macronutrients covered, but you need to throw in carbohydrates in the mix so you've got balanced meals and snacks that let your body know it's fueled, taken care of, so 10 p.m. comes around and you're able to kind of slow down and say, okay, I can pick something that isn't convenient and greasy and not so healthy. I can actually put something together mindfully that's going to nourish me be portion controlled and give me the right kind of fuel. And so instead of eating stupid amounts of carbohydrates in the evening, as most of us want to do, mm-hmm. <laughs> you'll be able to eat healthful, mindful carbohydrates in the daytime and cut back at night when you don't need that fuel because you're going to bed. That sounds great. That makes sense? Yeah. Yeah. So that's an easy place to start at breakfast. Now, one thing I also want to talk about was your carbohydrates at lunch. Mm-hmm. You're doing frozen meals. So you said you do Marie calendars. What kinds of ingredients are in those Marie calendar frozen foods? What kinds of entrees do you gravitate towards? Uh, I honestly eat one. Okay. <laughs> so I don't eat a lot of different ones. Um, but it's just their, it's their chicken Alfredo one. Okay. And it has, uh, it has like white flour noodles in it. Um, it has, uh, red peppers, um, broccoli, and I think there's peas in it and there's chicken. Okay. So it has like an Alfredo sauce with it. So it's balanced. It's something that sounds like you enjoy. Mm-hmm. Are there better fuel sources? Sure. But that's not something I'm going to rush you into changing because you're getting energy and because you are active and you're dancing and you're moving, 
your body is going to use those white flour noodles better than Joe Schmo that I described at the beginning, who's mm-hmm. sitting at his desk and just moving his little fingertips, okay, <laughs> and answering emails yeah. and rolling his eyes at his boss. So <laughs> you're the one who's going to be using that fuel. So in the future, I challenge you to start exploring your lunch and say, okay, where can I make decisions so I'm taking from this premium fuel list? Mm-hmm. Are there options that maybe aren't prepackaged and processed that you can start to swap in? And, and kind of working towards that. But that's not my first sense of urgency right now. That's just something that you can build on okay. throughout this process. Where I want to focus in is that snack or that midday fuel. So what time of day do you usually have lunch? Uh, probably around 1 or one thirty. Okay. And then when is that snack that you have? Uh, probably like 3.30. Okay. So you've gone a few hours without fuel. And in between lunch and your snack, you're moving, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So your body needs fuel. Nuts, like we talked about, those are mostly a fat source, meaning it's not quick converting fuel. Looking at this list, what is something that you could eat with the nuts? So this is adding more food with your nuts. I'm not telling you to eat less nuts. I'm not telling you to to avoid yourself. But what is a good source of fuel here that you can pair with that? Uh, Definitely carrots and hummus, which which I eat, like, sometimes during, like, for my little snack as well. So that's... That's like right off the bat, I can eat that. <laughs> cool, cool. How is your portion size with the carrots and hummus? Uh, I would probably have like about 10 carrots. Okay. And then just dip it in. Okay. Does that make you feel full? Are you satisfied? I'm not like heavy full, but like I'm, yeah, I'm satisfied. Cool. Do you eat again between that snack and dinner? Mm, it depends. So typically, no. Um, I do, I don't know if it would actually be categorized as this, but I feel like I have like low blood sugar sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so like it depends on, <laughs> depends on what I've eaten that day. And so like if I go into my classes and I'm two classes deep, sometimes I have like a blood sugar drop. And mm-hmm. so I need to eat like a protein bar or I'll have like, uh, I'll get like, uh, other things from, uh, the Whole Foods store called Cobbly Crackers. <clears throat> and they're very like it's just like nothing pretty much in them and I'll put like some almond butter on them and like have that as like a little snack just to like get some kind of protein in me but um but yeah typically no but sometimes I, I do cool two things one thing we need to incorporate a snack in there so it needs to be a more usual thing so it needs to the narrative needs to say typically I do eat between my 3 p.m. snack and my 10 p.m. dinner. <laughs> and the second thing is you're saying you have low blood sugar. Well, the way to fix low blood sugar is to supply our body with sugar. <laughs> so that sugar is where it needs to be. <laughs> so here's a, here's kind of an interesting thing, and I'll kind of draw it out for you. So if this is our line of what our blood sugar should be, and yours is here, okay, that's an area where we typically feel hangry. If you've ever seen that Snickers commercial where they're like, I'm hangry, give me a Snickers. That's low blood sugar. The reason why Snickers, not premium fuel, but the reason why Snickers would get someone's blood sugar back up and not feel so hangry is because it's carbohydrate sugar. So it puts those sugars, those blood sugars, back to where they need to be. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not going to do the best job because it's mostly sugar and it just spikes it up really high and that Snickers bar consumer is going to be hangry not too later, okay? (laughs) Not too soon after. So what you would want to do is when you are here at that hangry low blood sugar, you need to give yourself complex carbohydrates that turn into glucose, aka sugar, in our body and pair that with something else that's a good source of protein and fat. That way it doesn't spike up dramatically, Mm. but it comes up in a more steady, neutral way that gives us sustainable energy. That way, we can get through dinner, we can not feel hungry, but we can get rid of that hangry, low blood sugar feeling. Okay. So looking at this list and thinking about foods that you like, what is, what are, give me maybe two or three examples <clears throat> of really balanced snacks that you can start to incorporate. Like during that uh, in-between period? Mm-hmm. See, that's hard. Like protein bars, for sure. Um, what kind of protein bars do you choose? I mean, my favorites are uh, Cliff Bars, but I know that those are probably, like, incredibly high in sugar. Um, those are my favorite, just taste-wise. Um, and what are... What is the name of it? It's it's another, like... I think it's, like, a Nutribar or something. like. Okay. It's, it's something that it's, like, oats and barley. Oh, and Nature Valley? That one. Yep, yes. the ones that crumb everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> 
So I want you to choose a protein bar that's A, made of more whole food and quality ingredients. These are some of my favorites, RX bars, Oat Mega bars. They've got carbohydrates and protein, where Cliff bars are typically mostly just carbohydrates, as are the Nature Valley bars. So they're not really very high in protein, but these ones are going to give you more of a balanced nutrient panel. That way your energy level stays nice and steady, but it gets you up from a low blood sugar. So good. Protein bars are one. What is something else? Mm, I I honestly am not sure just mm-hmm. because it has to be something that's like in my backpack. Yeah. Because I'm not home from, you know, three until 10 at night. Sure. So I'm not sure. <laughs> well, you mentioned fruit before. You like fruit? I do love, I love cool. fruit. What kind of fruits do you like? Any fruit. Any fruit. So I would say any portable fruit, that's going to be your carb that gets your blood sugar up. But what is a good satiating fat or protein that you could pair with that so you stay fuller for longer and it gets you to your next meal? Examples of fats I've heard in your diet already would be nuts and nut butters. Mm -hmm. Uh, The hummus has a little bit of fat in it too. It's got protein in it. What are some things that maybe you could pair with that apple or banana or whatever fruit it is? I mean, I typically love like a banana and peanut butter. Cool. Yep. There's a lot of peanut butter packets that you can buy and just pack with you. Almond butter, I heard you say that you would put almond butter on crackers. Mm -hmm. Yep. You could even do that with a whole grain cracker or something else that's got a bit more substance. I'm not sure the kind of crackers you're choosing, but just look at the back of the label and make sure it's actually got carbohydrates in it and it isn't some void thing that tastes like, you know, cardboard. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) But you see how when when you give yourself some fuel between exercises and then you pair that with something sustenant that's going to keep you fuller for longer how that when you approach that last meal of the day that 10 p.m meal or late night meal it's easier to go into that saying okay i just need a little bit of something that isn't primarily fuel and that's where you're going to want to be a bit more mindful of your overall carbohydrate choice because like you said before you noticed you've got more energy at night but really that's when your body needs to wind down so you're good to go the next day Mm -hmm. so thinking about that what are some healthful dinners that are still convenient for you but are easy to portion control that you can make a little bit more regular in your diet um i mean i love i love like tacos Mm -hmm. so like having taco meat and uh like beans and stuff like that and with lettuce those are like my favorites um and even making a lot of times I make like a hamburger, but I don't, <laughs> I typically don't have the bun. Um, so it'll just be like ground beef with a lot of seasoning and then I'll pair that with some veggies and stuff. Cool. Here's what I want you to do moving forward because we've got about eight minutes left in our session and we've got some big things here. A, a lot of things to bite off and chew. Mm-hmm. These are big <laughs> changes. So I'm not going to throw a gazillion things at you, but there are some things I want you to start to do to not only help me help you, but to help you help you too. <laughs> the first being keeping some kind of log, whether it's in your phone or on a notepad of not what you're eating per se, but how you feel after meals as you start to make some of these changes, as you start to add more fuel to your breakfast and giving yourself a fueling extra snack at 5, 6 p.m. or whenever it is, you know, between that 3 p.m. and dinner. Noticing how it changes your energy and most importantly, how it changes your appetite and your cravings throughout the day and before dinner. Notice if it makes you feel more at ease around carbohydrates and makes you feel less of that feast or famine mode, right? Where you're like, I must eat, must eat whatever's quick and easy. I need food, fuel now, pizza, throw it in the oven, eat it when it's cold, I'm hungry, I don't care. We've all been there, right? So start to notice and keep track of those changes in your mood and your attitude and your cravings around food. Okay. I don't want you to attach a lot of judgment or shame or guilt around these things, right? I want you to look at it more from the lens of a detective and say, okay, how does eating this way make me feel? How does it affect my overall intake? How does it affect my overall ability to portion control? And how does it affect my energy in the morning when I wake up at night? And seeing how that's going to be what changes and moves the leather forward for you. Because this isn't restrictive. Mm -hmm. It's just redistributing your nutrition Mm -hmm. to help you stay in a healthy portion control and give your body what it needs. Because you're burning a lot of energy. You need a lot of fuel. Yeah. Yeah. I know I I just recently got this watch and so it's like calorie like tracking how many calories I've burned 
And I, like, the other day, because I was just teaching nonstop, and I burned, like, 1,800 calories. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> you need to eat, girl. Yeah. <laughs> you need to eat 1,800 calories. That's a lot of energy. And while we can't always know how accurate Apple Watches yeah. and phones are, I mean, there's no way we can really know, it does give you a picture of, oh, it's not like I'm just sitting around doing nothing, yeah. right? <laughs> so you need to fuel your body and let it know it's taken care of. That way, once its fundamental needs are met and it knows it's taken care of, then it can start tapping into your energy stores, your fat stores, and help you reach a weight that you feel best at. That sounds great. How do you feel about everything? I feel great. Good. I feel like it's like it's definitely different than my mind, so I have to like change it. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but it sounds doable. It's just gonna. It it's what you said. It's going to be a lot more of mindful thinking about like my body and thinking about instead of just like oh I need to eat something so mm-hmm. I don't die. Like <laughs> you need yep. to eat it to feel it. So that. Yeah, that helps a lot. It is. It is mindfulness. It is making a very conscious effort and change. But I know you can do it. I mean, you're an accomplished woman. You can do hard things. It's clear. (laughs) This is hard in a way that many people don't understand. But I also want you to know that it's a way that many people deal with. You're not alone in this. This is something that a lot of us, especially when we were adolescents faced in diet culture, we just kind of carry with us throughout adulthood. And it's something that we consciously get to, to work at. It's a new challenge. Mm-hmm. But keeping that log, whether it's just in your phone notes or on a pa- pad and paper. I'm a pen to paper kind of gal. I yeah, just feel like too. I can, yeah, I just connect more. You know? yeah. I'm so sick of my phone. I'm like, the less I can spend on it, the better. Same. Yeah, it will bring it to light for you. And yeah. that way it keeps you focused. Yeah, that sounds great. Cool. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, that's that. I'm going to send that home with you. Cool. What I do is I set, type up a little follow-up email. The good news is, I mean, you'll get the recording of this too, so you can always listen back on it. <laughs> but I send a little follow-up email with recommendations, everything that we talked about. So by the end of the day, you'll be, you'll be set. That sounds great. Cool. And how do you, where do you get RX bars? Because I've heard Anywhere. of those. Anywhere. Grocery Anywhere. stores, protein bars. Um, section. Um, they're often at the at, at gas stations. I see them all the time there. Okay. Um, but yeah, they're just gonna. They're at Publix. There's tons of them at Publix. I would say ordering online is your best bet once you try a few and know you like them because mm-hmm. you'll save money because protein bars are stupid expensive. They are. <laughs> you know, you're like, oh my gosh, I just paid three dollars for one bar. <laughs> like, but yeah, you'll you'll be good in that sense. Okay. So let's see here. So. That's that. Do you have any other questions or things you want to talk about today? Um, I don't think so. I think we covered pretty much everything. Oh, I do have one question. Mm-hmm. With um, because I'm, I love oatmeal and I would love to like add it to my morning routine. Um, because my mind goes to what's quickest. So my mind goes to like, should should I just get like the oats and like make it like homemade kind of thing or can I buy like the little oatmeal packets mm. or like what would be best for that? So Great you know. question. When it comes to the oatmeal packets, you just have to be careful about which ones you're choosing. They're very convenient, but they often add a lot of added sugar, mm-hmm. not premium fuel. What I recommend for people who like convenience is to buy the old fashioned or rolled oats in a big tub, mm-hmm. saves money. Take some time at the beginning of the week and just pre-portion them into little baggies. Adding cinnamon adds tons of flavor with no sugar. Okay. Life hack. That way it's pre, you know, it's just kind of like having the packets but in your own Ziploc bags or Tupperware. Okay. Also making overnight oats, I'll send you um, the hack for that. But if you like them softer and it's more of a cake texture and you don't mind eating them cold, I promise it's really good, you just put them in a little jar overnight with milk or water and let them chill overnight and they get all soaked and, and cake textured and then you can add fruit and peanut butter and good stuff to Sounds it. Sounds delicious. My favorite breakfast. My favorite breakfast. But that could be something, and I mix protein powder in there because that's just an easy way to get protein in. So if you're using protein powder for your smoothie, you literally would just transfer that into an overnight oat recipe instead of blending it up. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. (laughs) That sounds great. Yeah, easy. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you for listening. I hope this episode was helpful. For topic requests or to apply to be a featured guest, please email kate at orlandodietitian.com. Want more nutrition awareness? Check out our blog for recipes, nutrition tips and tricks, as well as product recommendations. Our website is www.orlandodietitian.com. Dietitian is spelled D-I-E-T-I-T-I-A-N. This has been Dietitian Kate, and until next time, keep it real and keep it healthy.